we greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to thank God so much for the life that he has given us. We come to you live from Faith Family Church. In the name of Jesus, we want to thank God so much for this season that he has given us to be alive. And um, if you know someone who is not yet set, please call them up. We are ready for service. We are ready to hear the word of God. We are ready to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that you've had a wonderful day. I believe that God is with you. I believe that you're drawing closer and closer to God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are in a very special season as a body of Jesus Christ. I believe that there is so much that God is doing. So many activities going on in the heavenlies. There is so much that God is revealing. And I believe that many of you are being drawn closer and closer to God. Hallelujah. I believe that God is speaking to you. God is speaking to the children. God is speaking to the youth. God is speaking to the leaders. Hallelujah. Amen. As I shared with you on Wednesday, saying that Jesus possibly did not die on, on, on a Friday like today, because he had to spend three days and three nights in the grave. And so if you do Friday, Saturday, and by Sunday, very early in the morning, he was risen. So you realize that those are two days and two nights. And so we believe that... Um, Jesus could have been crucified on, on a Thursday. Amen. Amina. Praise the Lord. And so when you count, those are three days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those are three days. And then Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. So those are three nights. And so by Sunday morning, he's risen. But the major thing is we know that he died. We know that he rose. We know that there was that season when he paid the price. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want us to open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 27. Matthew 27. We will read from verse 35, 45. Matthew chapter 27, verse 45. I'll read in English. Those of you who have Luganda Bibles, you will follow. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, El, Eli, Lama Sabbath Tan, 
that is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood near, when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Verse 51. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly that they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Jonas, and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Verse 57. Now when, when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive, how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore came, therefore come, Therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, He has risen from the dead. So the last, so the last deception will be worse than the first. 
Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go your way. Make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting and setting the guard. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, um, I want to read verse 62 again, which says, On the next day, which followed that day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate. Amen. It says, On the next day, which followed that day of preparation, Praise the Lord. So you can see that uh, the day that Jesus died, which could have been a Thursday, the day that he was crucified, and um, some of you who have watched uh, the Jesus films, you realize that some of the things that are shown is that he, he he's arrested at, at night. And so the Passover takes place on a, on a Thursday, which, which Thursday begins on a Friday, on, on Wednesday, 6 p.m., because that's the new day of the Jewish calendar, of the Jewish people. And so um, they have the Passover. After the Passover, I believe Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and he's praying, holding upon God, surrendering his life to God. He knows the hour has come. And so afterwards, he, he tells his disciples, the time has come, let's go. And so eventually, they come to arrest him. And you've seen that they come when when they have these lights on. And, and so that could have been at night. Praise the Lord. And so he, he, he's taken through so many things uh, when after he was arrested and he is taken to Pilate, he's taken to Caiaphas, back to Pilate. But finally, they decide to, to crucify him. Amen. Amina. And so here, the Bible says in verse 45, that now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. So, it means that Jesus was crucified possibly at around at around nine because there are some other there are some other scriptures that talk about nine a.m. Amen. The time that Jesus was was crucified. And so possibly from nine a.m. He, he's on the cross for three hours and then at midday at, at midday from midday to 
to 3 p.m. The Bible says that there was darkness. Darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out. So Jesus went through so much as he was paying the price. He did not just walk to the cross and, and, and immediately he pays the price. He went through so much. He went through pain. He spent hours and hours on the cross. He spent hours on the cross. Amen. And, and that's why in the evening, they wanted to, to, to break their legs. They wanted to break their legs because they did not have to be on the cross. Amen. Now, when you look at, when you study more, you're going to realize that Jesus' moment of going to the cross and death, the Bible talks of the, the Sabbath, the Sabbath that was coming, and he had to be taken off the cross. But that particular Sabbath, when you start the scriptures, you will realize that it was not the Saturday, because there was the, the Sabbath of the Saturday, but there was also another Sabbath which was to take place the following day because in the Bible there are different Sabbaths. Praise the Lord. But the major thing is he's on the cross and for three hours there is darkness. Now this kind of darkness was not natural darkness. It was supernatural darkness. It was darkness that came brought about by God supernaturally and it covered the whole earth. The whole earth for three hours. And through that, Jesus cries out. He cries out. And he says, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? He's given over to pay the price. He's given over almost to the enemy He's given over and he's alone. He's alone. And that's why he says, My father, why have you forsaken me? Praise the Lord. I look at this and I understand that there are those moments that come in our lives. There are those moments that come in your life where you have to pay the price or where you have to accomplish the assignment or where you have to connect in God for His will to be done and you need to be alone. 
It might seem as though you are forsaken. But when you're not forsaken, something according to God's plan is being accomplished. It's being accomplished. Something in the spirit realm, it is being accomplished. And that's why at times when, when God is calling upon his people come away with me, come away with me come deeper with me at times the world is also trying to pull us and at times some people tend to feel that loneliness or they tend to seem as though they are alone and when some people feel that, they, they begin to look for things that they can use to fill that void. That void. They tend to at times sit with people, get into conversations, at times they tend to get onto TV, or they get in, in their phones, or they go out for work, they go to work, they are trying to keep away from a situation that actually has to be the one to draw them deeper in God. Jesus could not pay this price without feeling as though he's left alone. Left alone. And, and Jesus gains this ability of being a left alone, he gains that ability through the travail that he went through when he was in the garden of Gethsemane. He prays and prays and prays and calls upon God. And when finally he had connected, he had tapped in that grace. Amen. He, he prays. He tells his disciples in Luke chapter 22 verse 49 he goes with them to the Mount of Olives. The Bible says as his custom words. So he had a custom. He did certain things regularly. He had a custom. And one of them was to go aside to fellowship with his father, to pray, to call upon God, to be refreshed, to drink again, from his father and the following day he goes out to give. At night he goes. He's refreshed. And then he goes and gives. Praise the Lord. So it was his custom. And one of the things in this season is that God wants us to learn from Jesus' custom. Jesus' life. And, and, and that culture of being alone, that culture of being alone with God, 
Amen. Develop Amen. that culture of being alone with God. It may not be easy, but it is worth it. It is worth it. You need to do it. It is through that that our lives are prepared to pay the cost spiritual cost it is through that that our hearts are prepared to get boldness to get to, to get that tenacity within us to be able to come before God hallelujah hallelujah so he tells his disciples stay here while I go and pray and he says, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He withdraws. He withdraws and goes an extra mile. And he goes a step ahead. He kneels down and he calls before God. Calls God. He withdraws. Praise the Lord. So, there is that culture of, of, of withdrawing ourselves. We get withdrawn so that we tap into God. We go deeper in God. We go deeper in the purposes of God. We go deeper in the will of God. Hallelujah. Being withdrawn. It did not end with Jesus. You need to do it. You need to do it. So, the other thing is he is there. He prays and prays and prays. Verse 43. It says, Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Strengthening him. The angel does not come to tell him it's over. You can go now. But he strengthens him because he has to go through. He has to pray through. He has to go deeper. He has to go deeper. And so he, he gets that strength. Praise the Lord. Do you have the strength? You, you need supernatural strength for you to go deeper. To go deeper. And oh Church. Friends, in a time as this, God is drawing us. He wants to bring us 
beyond all these natural limitations beyond natural strength have you ever received strength from God strength to wait on him strength to pray more strength to fellowship with him more Amen Amina At times the body becomes weak You need to to live you are sleepy You are sleepy You are tired But according to God, you've not yet arrived. You've not yet touched him. Amen. Amen. Where your spirit and his spirit connect. Your mind and his mind connect. That happens when you go deeper. When you go deeper. God wants to expose us to that kind of life. That kind of life. It is until when we get to that kind of life that we tap into the supernatural. We come to know the mind of God. We come to know the will of God. We come to know what God is saying. What God is saying. What God is saying about you. What God is saying about your season. What God is saying about your family. What God is saying about the nation. What God is saying about your calling. Your destiny. I've gone through these moments where you get supernatural strength. When you were coming in, when you were coming in, you 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 felt weak. You 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 are like, I'm going to spend there two, five minutes, maybe one hour, and I will hear him, and I will and I will go. But then, as you get there. The grace comes. You tap into the grace. And you realize that, oh, I would have missed this if I had given up quickly. If I had, if I had left. You begin to get deeper insight. He began to reveal to you things that you didn't know before. And, and all this happens because you gave him the time. And you surrendered. Amen. So he strengthened and the Bible says in verse 44 and being in agony he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Amen. He prayed more more earnestly. 
the unlocking of your destiny the unlocking of the spiritual potential in you happens more when you go deeper you go deeper and you tap into that resource the flow the presence of God the glory of God Amen. Amina. So Jesus comes back to the disciples. He finds them sleeping. And he does that three times. Three times. He goes, comes back. He goes, comes back. He goes, comes back. Three times. And you can call those, call those times levels. Different levels. Different levels in seeking God. Different levels in prayer. Different levels in tapping into God. Until when you cross over. You cross over. And you begin to live in that place. You are drilling there. You are walking from there. You are doing all that you're doing from there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now let's go back to Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Verse 51. It says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. Look at that. First of all, darkness has filled the earth for three hours. Three hours. And then, in verse 51, it says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom. This was not the working of man. It was the power of God. It was the will of God. It was the hand of God that was at work. The veil of the temple. That 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 veil or that curtain that was there. It blocked the entrance to the holy of holies. That, that curtain that was broken, that was torn. It was a thick, thick button. Thick curtain. If you want to know this more, read, read Exodus. Read Exodus 26. Exodus 26, verse 30. 1 to 35, but also, but also when you read Exodus, Exodus 25, you are going to see how God was giving instructions to Moses on the specifications of the tabernacle and, and the different things that had to be put in the temple. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Exodus, Exodus 20, 26, verse 31 says, You shall make a veil, a veil woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. It shall be woven with an artistic design of cherubim. You shall hang it upon the four pillars of acacia wood 
overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be gold upon four sockets of silver, and you shall hang the veil from the clasps. Then you shall bring the ark of the testimony in there behind the veil. The veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place and the most holy. You shall put the master's seat upon the ark of the testimony in the most holy. You shall set the tabernacle outside the veil and the lampstand across from the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south. And you shall put the table on the side. Praise the Lord. So, look at the tabernacle. The temple, within the temple, there was a tabernacle. Within that, there is what is called the, the holy place and also the holy of holies. So, in the holy of holies, for example, behind me, there is, there is this picture and this represents the ark the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant, it had two cherubims on top, but inside there, there was the, the tablets. The tablets were inside. There was the golden pot. There was also Aaron's rod. Aaron's rod that budded. The golden pot had 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 um, what was called the manna. It, it was in it. Praise the Lord. So so much was put in the in the ark. Now behind the veil, you found the ark. You find the you found the ark and the master seat. And the Bible says that the high priest, the high priest went in once a year. Can you imagine? Once a year, the high priest went through that veil and he went into the Holy of Holies. And they tied a rope on his leg that if he went there, when he was not holy, he had to die. And they had to pull him out. Pull him out. No one went in. It was one person that went in on behalf of the thousands and millions. Can you imagine? No one reached the master seat. No one, no one touched the very presence of God. Amen. Amen. No one reached the very heart of God. No one. People were afar. People were worshipping God from afar. People were talking to God through others. Through others, through the priests. Amen. So Jesus dies on the cross. And the Bible says 
that the, the veil the veil was torn the veil of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom that which separated people from coming into the holy of holies from getting into the presence of God from connecting with God it was broken Church, children of God, you have access. You have access to get into the most holy place. Amen. Amen. So, tearing this veil signified that the way into God's presence was now open. It was open. To all of us, to all of you. And, and, and so it provided a new way of living. A new way of living. A new way of existence. That we can be alive. We can live. We can do all that we do. From there. From there. And that's why the Bible says in Psalms 91, he who dwells in the most secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So this curtain is torn from top to bottom that we may go in. That we can be able to reach to reach Behind the curtain, behind the veil, there was the mercy seat. Now, through Jesus' death, we can reach the mercy seat. We can reach the mercy seat. Amen. Look at what Hebrews says. Hebrews chapter 13. Get there yourself. Get there yourself. Many are used to, to going through pastors. Going through prophets. Going through different people. And to a great extent, the, the leadership of the church has caused the church to become draft, to, to, to be blinded of that place. Many people cannot go in. You find many people who are saying, talk to me, what is God is what is God telling me? What is God saying? People don't know what is coming. People don't know where they are going. People don't know the future of their families. Why? Because we are not using that which Jesus provided for us at Calvary on the cross. His death on the cross provides the ability for you to go there. And that should be the main thing today. As you remember Jesus on the cross. To go there. To go there. 
There are so many activities in the churches. But many of these activities, many of these programs, they have replaced the ability for people to go there themselves. And that's why I am looking at this season, even of the lockdown, to help us reorganize church. Reorganize our mindset about church. Reorganize our focus about ministry. I believe that pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers of the word, they are there to help people to get there. To show them the way. So that eventually they can get there themselves. Emptiness in people will go when people begin to go there themselves. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 so we may boldly say let's read from verse 5 let your conduct be without covetousness be content with such things as you have for he himself has said I will never leave you nor forsake you so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You look at this boldness. Boldness that we receive because people are getting there. People are able to say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Boldness. And this boldness will only come when you are able to go there. You are able to go beyond the veil and you reach God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 3. Let's read from verse 1. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, in which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the master seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in details. Verse 6, Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services, but into the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood. 
which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating to us that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience. In regard to, to the conscience. Verse 10. Concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of reformation. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation not with the blood of goats and calves but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all having obtained eternal redemption for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of christ who through that eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living god and for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance amen, amen. i want you to read in your free time read the whole of this chapter amen praise the lord amen uh, let me verse 20, read verse 20. This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry and according to the law most, almost all things are purified with blood and without shedding of blood there is no remission of there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, but unto heaven himself now, to appear in the presence of God for us, not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the holy place every year with blood of another he then would have had no he he then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world but now once at the end of ages he has appeared to put away by sin by the sacrifice of himself and as it's appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once 
to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him he will appear a second time apart from seeing for salvation praise the lord hallelujah hallelujah now one of the major things about this season and what we are sharing is that Jesus's death Jesus's sacrifice Jesus's cross causes us to come in to come in mercy is provided mercy is provided Amen. Mercy is provided. Grace is provided. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. We are able to come boldly because Jesus being on the cross and that curtain that was torn from top to bottom which signified we can now go in. We can now go in. Come in this season season yenu come in yingira go beyond go beyond the veil of the world go beyond the veil of the of the challenges around you go beyond the veil of, of the business of life go beyond the veil of things around home go beyond if you can tap into this breakthrough if you can tap into this mystery it will make a major difference into your life and once you begin to get there yourself life will become different it will become different I want to pray with you that God may give you this grace that God may open your eyes that you may see it was provided this access was provided you come access the covenant the ark of the covenant and what is in the ark the bread the word of God. Amen. Amen. The word of God. The road of Moses that budded. Which, which represents God is working. Miracles. God making a way where seems to be no way. We access all those things when we go in. Amen. His presence. His presence. That abiding presence upon you. That lingering presence upon you. His glory that comes upon you. Many people had become dry. That, that, that glory, that, that glow upon you. Not being there. But this ark that Shekinah glory always came down. 
it came down Shakanga. the Shekinah glory and, 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 and before Jesus comes back the Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle that he's coming back for a glorious church a glorious church and so there is that Shekinah glory that special glory that is going to come on the church in these last days that glory it would be inevitable and so God is preparing you God is preparing the church that we are able to step in that place where he wants us to get where he wants us to be where he wants us to dwell that his word will be in our hearts his word will be in our mouths and his glory will be upon us his presence will be upon us we can access that when we go in when we surrender we go beyond the challenges we go beyond the world we go beyond the turmoil that comes into our mind and we get cleared up and we go in we meet with him we embrace him when did you last get a hug from Jesus when, when did you first get a hug from him when did you last feel that close embrace. That close embrace. Many people go there and, and they try to get things and run away. They try to, to drop in their prayers and run away. When, when did you last get that close embrace? Father, we come to you. We long for you, Jesus. We long for you, Lord. We will long for you, God. We long beyond the veil, O God. Behind the veil, my Father. Men of us, O God, have been used, my Father, to the outer court. Men of us have been used, my Father, to the life at the door. But Lord, more than 2,000 years ago, you provided the avenue, the access for us to come in. And many of us do not utilize this, my Father. But Lord, open the eyes of your people, my God. Lives are created from that place. Destiny is activated from that place. Gifts are released from that place. Deeper understanding of Him. Deeper understanding of seasons. Deeper understanding of times can only take place when your people come to that place. Beyond the veil, Lord. Oh, Lord, we desire to meet with you. 
We desire Give your people the breakthrough. Give your people a breakthrough. Mukama wabana be mukama chitango kubotola. Mubula mubu no wekwe tukira yomukama. Basobolo kwero bamu Christo. Basobolo kwero bamubula mubu no mukama. Mubula mubu no tata. Jesus provided my father Rabozika Yerebozitim. Riko Zekaya Labodaba. The Christian life, the spirit life, the eternal life is not just a confession. It is a lifestyle. It is an experience. People of God, that which causes people to say, I will not be afraid, I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of God. It is only until people have gotten there, it is only until people begin to get there and they receive that access, they, they begin to drink there. And that's why the disciples, when they were beaten, when they were arrested, they went back to their company and they called upon God they prayed, they called upon God and they were given boldness boldness to speak the word of God the Bible says while they prayed where they were there was an earthquake an earthquake an earthquake when Jesus was on the cross when he was dying the Bible says the curtain was torn into two from top to bottom and the Bible says the earth quaked. The earth quaked. The Bible says the rocks were split. The rocks were split. The graves were open. I pray that whatever that held you, that there, let there be an earthquake around you. Let there be an earthquake around you that breaks every chain. When, when Peter was in the grave, was he was in prison. There was an earthquake. The chains, the chains fell off. The chains fell off. The doors of the prisons were open. When 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 when, when, when Paul was in prison with Silas, same thing happened. I pray every challenge around you, every prison may break, every challenge, every limitation. Father, let your people go. Let your people be set free. Go told Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people go. Father, in this season, you are speaking. We hear your voice. We hear the Spirit speaking and saying, let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people come to worship me. All the disciples were to go in the wilderness to meet with God. But when they reached there, they were into complaining. They were complaining. They were supposed to go and worship him. But instead of worshiping him and connecting with him, there were another things. Father, we surrender. Father, draw your people in this season. Father, touch your people, oh God. Let your will be done, my Father. Let churches turn to you. Let churches be drawn to you. Let ministers, let nations, let families be drawn to you in this season. Beyond the veil, let people connect with you. 
beyond the challenges, beyond the troubles, beyond the fear. Let the heart go forth, go through, go through and connect with you. May God bless you. May God lead you. May God be with you. May God guide you in this season as you embrace him. We love you. We are praying for you. Be strong in him. Be strong in his presence. God bless you. Come on,